Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever since I was in high school, I wanted to start my own business. The idea of becoming the boss of my own company and managing a group of employees under me really fascinated me. When I told this to my dad, he looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Ethan, just focus on your studies and find a proper job. You already know that we can't afford to invest in some risky business. He shook his head. It's already hard enough to pay for your school. I never asked you to invest, Dad. I told him. I've done some research, and I think I can take out a loan, and... You'll do no such thing! Dad suddenly interrupted me. We're already under a huge debt. Don't make things worse. That was the end of the conversation. It was clear that my family wasn't going to support me in my decision. So, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I only had a meager amount of savings with me, which I used to rent a small room in a shady part of the city. And obviously, I didn't have money for college, so that was out of the question. But I wasn't going to give up on my dream. I spent about two weeks in my cramped room, forming a business plan and presentation. I was confident about my ideas. Now, I just had to impress the bank manager and take out a loan to get started. I was stopped at the entrance of the bank by the security guard. He measured me from head to toe, narrowing his eyes at my clothes. This isn't a place for homeless people. Go back, he sneered. Excuse me? I glared at him. Is that how you talk to your customers? I'm here for some work. He blocked my way and started arguing with me. Just then, a man wearing a crisp black suit stepped out of the bank. My eyes fell on his ID card. He was the bank manager, Daniel. What's going on? What's all this ruckus? Daniel frowned and then took in my appearance. What's with those filthy clothes? Who allowed you to come here? I was shocked at his tone. Um, I'm sorry, but how does my coming here relate to my clothes? I'm just a regular customer of this bank, and I wanted to take out a loan for my business. I made a detailed proposal and wanted to discuss it with you. Daniel started laughing. (laughs) Are you serious? Customer of this bank? I bet you don't even have a single penny in your account. That was true, but he didn't have to humiliate me for it. Who the heck made this rude guy the bank manager? He snatched the papers containing the business details from my hand and tossed them in the dustbin. I froze in my spot, unable to form words. Stop wasting my time, he yawned. This bank is no place for illiterates like you. The security guard started dragging me away from the entrance. My body was trembling with rage. You're going to regret this, I yelled at Daniel. I'll come back again and get you kicked out of here. Then we'll see who's the real illiterate one here. He just rolled his eyes. Yeah, 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 keep dreaming. I got back home and fell into despair. What happened at the bank was something I could never have anticipated. 
That guy not only insulted me, but also belittled my dreams. I was feeling hopeless and defeated when my doorbell suddenly rang. That was weird. I never get visitors. I opened to find two women standing in front of me. Um, hi, I'm Jessica, Daniel's wife, and this is my daughter, Bella. The older lady introduced while pointing toward her daughter. I crossed my arms across my chest. What? Did Daniel send you to ridicule me further? Go ahead and make fun of my living conditions. I want to see what you come up with. Oh, no. Please don't lump me together with that loser. Bella made a face. I'm already ashamed to be related to him. Huh? Was she being serious? We saw everything that happened at the bank, Jessica said sadly. I'm really sorry about Daniel. I must have been really out of my mind when I fell in love with that man. Seriously, Mom? Bella sighed, touching my arm. You should have chosen someone like Ethan. He's so cool and composed, not to mention insanely smart. Jessica smiled. Well, I can always choose him now. My eyes widened. Uh, just what was going on? Both of them started laughing when they saw how puzzled I was. Sorry to confuse you. I was talking about your business proposal. Jessica waved some papers in front of me. Bella and I picked it out from the trash, and it was definitely worth it. This is a genius plan. We're interested in investing. My jaw dropped. Uh, wait, what? You mean you want to fund my startup? Yes, Ethan. Bella nodded, coming closer to me. We really like your ideas. And I think it's going to be successful. If funding is the problem, then leave it to us. Could this day get any more bizarre? First, I was kicked out by the bank manager, and now his wife and daughter wanted to help me? Well, I wasn't complaining. It's not like I had anything to lose, so I thanked them and agreed to their suggestion. And within the next few days, I had my own office in front of the very same bank that had refused my entry. Bella and Jessica may have helped me with it, but I was still very careful not to waste a single penny. My lifestyle hadn't changed. I was surviving on instant noodles and wearing rag-like clothes. Any and every profit that I made from my business was reinvested back into it. Of course, my work didn't go unnoticed by Daniel. Him and his stupid colleagues were obsessed with me. Yeah, obsessed is the right word for it. They couldn't just leave me alone. They made it a point to stop by my office every day and make sarcastic comments in front of my clients and customers. Thankfully for me, my clients had brains and didn't pay attention to them. One day, they played a really humiliating prank on me. I came to my office and was bathed with dirty sewage water as soon as I opened the door. I heard loud laughter and looked up to find Daniel and his friends watching me and clicking pictures on their phone. <laughs> Would you look at that? Is that a new trend among homeless people these days? Daniel sneered. <laughs> your childishness makes me believe that you're back in 8th grade, Daniel. I smirked. Make sure you take your lessons properly this time. Don't want you growing into an illiterate and immature adult again. Daniel fisted his hands, looking embarrassed as his colleagues snickered at him. But how dare you? Do you think you can- Tad, stop this nonsense! Bella came rushing to my side and gasped when she saw my state. Bella? Uh, what are you doing here? Daniel asked in surprise. I'm here to see Ethan, she replied angrily. I can't believe I just witnessed you pulling pranks on a guy who's like half your age. Are you really that insecure? Uh, 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 what? Daniel's eyes flashed. How can you take his side? I'm your dad. I wish you weren't, Bella yelled at him, and I felt sorry for her. I glanced around and noticed Jessica standing in a corner and watching everything silently. She seemed to be equally mad, but her eyes were glued onto Bella's hand that was holding mine. Why did she seem... jealous? Maybe I was just imagining things. I see now! You've been using my daughter's kindness for this crappy business of yours! Daniel glared at me. No matter what you do, you'll never be worthy of her! 
Don't even get any funny ideas in your head! Shut up! You have no right to say that! Bella intervened. Daniel just huffed and walked away, his minions following after him. Bella turned to me with sad eyes. I'm so sorry, Ethan. You don't deserve to be treated this way. It's fine. It's not your fault anyway. You've already done a lot for me, and I'm really grateful. I can't wait until the day I can pay you back. Bella opened her mouth to protest, but was interrupted by Jessica, who came and just hugged me without warning. Whoa! I'm really dirty right now! I exclaimed. I don't care! Let me just have this moment, Ethan! Jessica sobbed. I'm feeling so ashamed on my husband's behalf! Bella pulled her away from me. Mom, are you crazy? Go and talk to your husband if you're that concerned. Leave Ethan alone. Jessica frowned. You're still a kid, Bella. Stay out of this. I watched the two of them in shock as they argued back and forth. Why did it feel like they were competing over me? Whatever. Jessica turned away from Bella and handed me a business card. This is the bank director's contact. He's a really good man. You should talk to him. After she left, Bella grabbed my hand. Ethan? I'm not as influential as my mom, and I can't do much to help you. But I really like you. Will you go out with me? I'd understand if you want to say no. Why would I say no, silly? I smiled and shook my head. I like you too, Bella. And no, it's not because you're helping me or because you're rich. I like you as a person. It'd be a pleasure to date you. That's how Bella and I started dating. Jessica didn't seem very pleased with this and tried to always cause a rift between us. But I ignored her and focused on my business, which had really taken off within a matter of weeks. I was now rich enough to live in a bungalow, wear branded clothes, and drive a Lambo. People were queuing up in front of my workspace for job interviews. The same bank employees who used to mock me were now jealously eyeing my Lambo. Some even applied for a job in my company, but of course I had no use for jerks like them. Now there was only one thing left to do. Meeting the bank director with a very special business proposal, I entered the bank, only to come face to face with Daniel again. Who let you in? You won't get any loan from this bank! He shrieked. Security! Throw him out! I'm here to meet the director, I said calmly. This world doesn't revolve around you. Get out of my way. But he didn't listen. Once again, the security guard dragged me out. My employees were enraged to see this and started a massive protest rally right outside the bank. Daniel's face went pale. I bet he wasn't expecting this. The media arrived to cover the protest, and moments later, the director arrived too. He immediately walked up to me and escorted me inside. Daniel was sweating buckets at this point. My meeting with the director was not about getting a loan, but rather, I wanted a stake in the bank. Everything went smoothly, and I was able to sign the deal. Everyone was summoned inside, and the director announced me as the majority shareholder. And so the power to take decisions is with Mr. Ethan, he told everyone. And I almost laughed out loud when I saw Daniel's face. He knew he was doomed. This bank will now work on providing loans to young entrepreneurs. And we want employees who recognize talent. And you? I pointed at Daniel. You're fired. And so are your minions. What? You can't do this! He protested. He can, and he did. Bella said coming to my side and flaunting her engagement ring to the crowd. What do you think now, Dad? Isn't he very worthy of me? She let out a sarcastic smile. Daniel was speechless. Just then, there was a loud shriek and Jessica emerged from the crowd, looking frustrated and angry. And I'm leaving you, you sorry excuse of a human! She tossed the divorce papers at his face. I couldn't help but recall the day I had first met him. I told him... He'd regret it. To be honest with you, I don't know why I was at the party. I was happy to be there, but just a little bit confused. I didn't even know the twins. My whole high school life, the only birthday parties I attended were my cousins. I thought they wanted me there to entertain people and do magic tricks. 
everyone knew I was obsessed with Houdini. But dang, when Valerie herself took my hand and thanked me for coming, I was over the moon. My name's Clyde, and I've had the biggest crush on Valerie ever since I can remember. She was like... that one girl I dreamed about. And now she was right in front of me, smiling and talking. I still couldn't believe she invited me. Oh, by the way, would you mind coming with me for a sec? I need some help with a surprise for my sisters, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, of course, anything. Was it my lucky day? Great things just kept happening. Never would I have ever thought I'd get alone time with her. And now, we were climbing up the attic of her house. Wow, must be some surprise if it's hidden all the way up here. That was the last thing I remembered. Because the next time I opened my mouth, everything was dark. I could feel the bag shifting around my head as I moved. And when I tried to get my hands to take it off, I realized I was tied up. Something awful must have happened. I panicked. My first thought was Valerie. Was she safe? Did they get her too? Valerie! Valerie! What did you do to her? Please, I'll do anything you want. Just don't hurt Valerie! Silence. And then I heard giggling. A light went on, and then I felt fingertips poking my face through the bag. At least we know he's alive. <laughs> it would be really, really bad if he wasn't. I'm a bit disappointed, though. I thought you'd at least put him in a gift box or a tie ribbon on him. That doesn't matter now. What matters is he's finally ours. Someone snatched the bag that kept me in the dark, and the sudden flood of light blinded me for a second. I blinked a bunch of times, and then the picture came to focus. There was a single light that only lit up where I lay. The rest of the attic was pure darkness. The twins were lying on the floor next to me, staring at me without blinking even once. And if it wasn't creepy enough, they were dressed up like vampires. Halloween was like six months away! What creeped me out the most was when I saw who stood over us, watching us from the shadows. She had a grin on her face. It was Valerie. No. 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 Y you I'm so glad you liked my gift, sisters. Now, remember, you have to be careful with him. You don't want to break him or we'll be in big trouble, okay? Fine. Okay, okay, you don't have to nag all the time, all right? Just because you're the oldest doesn't mean we have to do everything you say. That was the first time I saw Valerie get really, really mad. She just exploded out of nowhere. Mom and Dad are gone, so I run the show, all right? And suddenly, the twins grew quiet, and they apologized to her. Great! Now enjoy your birthday present, and don't forget to lock the doors when you leave don't want him to escape, do we? Just like that, they were gone, and I was left there in complete darkness. I couldn't sleep at all that night, but I must have dozed at some point because I woke up to find Valerie shaking my shoulder. You probably want to go home, don't you? I nodded. Well, can't keep you here forever, even though it would be ideal, but then it'd get us into trouble. So I have these papers for you to sign. Sign them, and you can go. My... my parents will be looking for me. So don't be such a wuss and sign the papers already. But... but... what... why... Uh, why'd you tie me up? What are these papers? So many questions! Just sign the blasted papers already! I didn't give in. I was trembling so hard, I could hear my knees knocking against each other. But I steeled myself and read through the papers before signing. It turned out it was a contract. I would only be allowed to leave if I agreed to date the twins. Valerie wanted me to be their birthday gift, and that was why she took me. It was only meant to be for three months. Ninety days of dating the twins didn't sound so bad considering the price was freedom. But if I didn't honor the agreement, I would waive my right to be free. The twins would own me. Any sign of deception or cheating will cause the contract to restart, and I will automatically become the twins' property. Three months. Ninety days of dating two very pretty twins. It doesn't sound so bad. 
even if they were a bit creepy and weird. At the very least, I could pretend. I mean, nobody's gonna know. How would they know? It turned out, dating two girls at a time was extremely hard, especially when you have feelings for their older sister. Add to that the fact that she kidnapped me to enforce this weird situation, and you've got a confusing soup of emotions. For weeks, I felt like a zombie, just doing the twins' bidding. I would wake up, drive to their house, pick them up for school, and after, I'd drive Mina to watch a movie with her, and then I'd have to go and take Tina out for dinner. By the time I'd drive them both to their house, I was exhausted. Too exhausted to even come in and have a bite with Valerie whenever she would ask. So, for weeks, I spent all my time and effort on the twins, all the while wishing I could spend time with their sister instead. Because guess what? The Valerie I thought I knew and the real Valerie were very different people. At school, she's always so prim and proper, and you can never say one bad word about her. The real Valerie had a temper. She shouted. She got annoyed. And she was a bit over the top. I mean, seriously? Capturing me just so she could get me to date her sisters? She could have just asked. I would have done it anyway. I would have done anything for her. Because this? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The real Valerie? <laughs> Call me weird and all, but this is the version of her I really liked. One morning as I waited for the twins to come down so I could drive them, Valerie asked me for my help with the laundry. I obliged, of course, so I got down to the basement and rolled up my sleeves, ready to be the hero by lifting all the heavy baskets for my crush. There was a random brick on the door. I kicked it away, thinking it was weird. I closed the door behind me, and then I heard a panicked scream. No! Why would you do that? I put a brick there to keep the door open. That door's been broken for a while. It locks itself. Relax. It's just a door. I'm sure someone has a key somewhere. And that was when Valerie told me that the twins were off on a school trip and that they'd already left before I even got there. How long will they be gone? Three days. I tried my phone. No signal. I tried calling out, but nobody heard. There wasn't even a window down there, so we could never tell what time it was. So we just sat there, drinking from the tap and passing the time by telling stories, until the third day, when I just broke down and cried. I told Valerie everything I felt. I thought, if those were going to be my last moments, I might as well tell her how I really felt. I saw tears run down Valerie's cheeks. Me? Why me? I'm the plainest of the sisters. And... I'm nothing special. Besides, I... I'm useless. And I have a temper. You know, I... I serve my sisters because I owe them. If it weren't for me, Mama Dad would still be here. They got into an accident. Because I begged them to come home and watch my recital. I hugged her, and then I told her I didn't care what anybody else thought. I love you. I held her, and then Valerie pulled me in and kissed me. That was when the door finally opened. We've been... 
looking for you. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's not what it looks like. Cheaters! Liars! You need to be punished! Mina dragged me out of there as Tina dragged her sister, and they took us to opposite ends of the house. I was tied up in the attic in a contraption I had only seen on TV before, and Valerie was thrown back into the basement. I had lost my freedom. I violated my contract. And now, I got Valerie into trouble too. I'm sorry. It, it was her. She forced me to kiss her. I promise, I'm loyal to you. I'll do anything you want. If you... If you want, I, I can guard her so she doesn't escape. Or I'll bring her food so you don't have to. <laughs> do you think we're dumb, Clyde? Just for that, I'll tie you up tighter tonight. And she did. It hurt my wrists. But guess what? That contraption they tied me to? It was the exact same one Houdini loved to use in his shows. So as soon as I heard the twins snoring, I slipped out. I tiptoed through the house and rescued my Valerie. And in the dark of the night, we ran out of there. Ran for our lives. I told my parents everything. And they let Valerie stay with us. And then, they told the cops what happened. They let my mom and dad be Valerie's foster parents. And the twins got sent to juvie for what they did. I got to see Valerie every day now that she lived with us. And we fell in love. The story broke the news. And there was a lot of buzz. I mean, you gotta admit, the things that happened to me were too weird not to get attention. I even got to be on TV. And I met my idols. When they heard I was an aspiring magician, they came to visit, gave me free tickets and all that jazz. I met Zach Bling, David Wayne, Justin Jillian, even Ten and Peller came to meet me. They offered me a job, told me they wanted to mentor me. It was the happiest day of my life. Not just because I was getting my dream job with my biggest idols, but mostly because Valerie asked me to marry her. Ever feel like someone's always watching you? You know the feeling, but when you turn around, nobody's there? Well, I get that feeling all the time. I don't even know when it started. All I know is that I've been starting to notice them when I began working for Elaine. I met her during a job fair. Our high school had a booth, and we were there so that us kids could learn what kinds of careers we could go into in the future. I was a computer whiz, and so I knew I wanted to be in an exciting startup or multi-billion dollar firm in Silicon Valley. I didn't even bother looking at the brochure Elaine gave me when I heard her company was offering a position as a back-end developer for a private investigator agency. I was voted most likely to take over Google, and I guess that went to my head a little. But months later, when I failed to secure a position at all the major companies in Silicon Valley, I was brought low. I guess you could say I was humbled. I didn't know the screening process and the requirements would be that stringent, and I didn't want to disappoint my family and my school, so I was seriously considering going to college even though I didn't want to. But then I realized how much money it would cost, and my parents weren't well off at all. I didn't want to work my whole life paying for student loans either. So after weighing my options, I instead applied for a tiny startup at some guy's basement. Their letter arrived the same day that I got a weird envelope from Elaine's private investigator firm. Once again, she offered me a job. She said she had been following my career as an amateur hacker. She must have googled that I had participated in some hackathons in the state. Uh, I ignored her letter again, and I was about to actually sign my new contract with that startup when I took a glance at Elaine's letter and saw something I didn't even notice. At the very bottom of the letter, she wrote a number. I thought it was a phone number at first, so I didn't even see it. But the reason why it looked like a phone number was because of the amount of zeros. She was offering to pay me five times more than I would make at that startup. My hands began to tremble. I had to dial her number three times because I couldn't stop shaking from nervousness. Uh, hello? Henry, I've been waiting for your call. I'm glad you reached out. Uh, hi, Miss Elaine. I, I think there was an error in the letter you sent me. There seems to be too many zeros on this figure. Elaine laughed, and I only then noticed that she had such a beautiful voice. Oh, no, dear. That's what you'll be making if you work for us. There was no error. 
I couldn't believe my ears. I had to double check. No, triple check. Uh, are you sure? And and it'll be in my contract, right? <laughs> of course, sweetheart. Your contract's already drafted and waiting for you to sign it. I felt like I was floating. I felt like I won the lottery. Uh, when can I start? Come in at nine in the morning tomorrow. We wear ties here, so look sharp. You don't have to bring anything. The company will provide you with whatever you need. Laptops, servers, and however many monitors you want. I, I, I look forward to seeing you, Miss Elaine. Uh, th thank you so much for this, this, this opportunity. Just call me Elaine. I'm only a few years older than you, after all. I didn't get to sleep that night. I tried, but I was buzzing with excitement. It felt like electricity was rushing through my body. When the clock hit seven, I got up, made myself breakfast, and got ready. I brushed my teeth twice, just to make sure, and I made my way to my new office. It was lucky that I decided to leave an hour earlier, because I had no idea where it was. The place was so tucked away in the middle of Chinatown that you wouldn't have guessed that such a fancy place was in there. The door was this tiny gate that didn't even have a sign. I only found out because I saw someone go in with a package that had the same logo as Elaine's letterhead. The gate led to a narrow alley, which led to a staircase, and when I went up, I realized that the agency was on top of the Chinese restaurant that I stood in front of for a good ten minutes. I guess for a private investigator agency, it really fit the bill. Only, you'd have to be an investigator as well if you wanted to find their offices. Elaine introduced me to my new colleagues. It was a small team. There were maybe four investigators, two clerks, an accountant, and me, the tech guy. But for some strange reason, there were always men and women. Some of them dressed in suits, the other wearing anything from mailman uniforms to gardener's outfits. They would all go through that one strange door at the end of the hall. But then I'd never see them come out. Miss Elaine, what's that door? Oh, that? It's not important. It's some other company. And that was the end of that. I sensed that Elaine wasn't going to tell me more, so I didn't press. The company gave me everything I wanted. When I wanted a new server room installed, they tore down an entire office for me and put in the best equipment and climate control that money could buy. Elaine bought me three laptops, all sporting the absolute latest GPUs that weren't even on the market yet. I coded software for the investigators to use. I developed apps for surveillance and communications. I programmed the software for their bugging and camera technologies that they used in the field. I was even able to create a program that made it easier for them to track a person's whereabouts without installing a tracker. With my work, Elaine's company was able to easily identify and find missing persons and other people who were on the run. I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying this, but when we badly needed to find someone, I would hack into the street cameras in the city's CCTV network, and then I would use my very own facial recognition software to quickly rifle through millions of frames to find them. For the nastier persons of interest, I would fish them. Sometimes it'd be an official-looking announcement or someone trying to tell them they'd want something. We got the bad guys every single time. My desk was massive, and I had six monitors. I felt like the real deal. But that was when the strange occurrences began. One time, when I was standing by the water cooler waiting for my turn, the hairs on the back of my neck picked up. I quickly looked behind me and saw that the camera CCTV was staring right at me. I stared into it, confused. I swear that thing's looking at me. Uh, sorry, what? I looked back at the camera, only to find it facing the other direction. I shook my head in confusion. Nothing. I was just imagining things. It didn't stop there, though. There were times when I'd be the only one left in the office, and I'd get that feeling again. The one where you feel someone's looking at you. But when I looked outside the windows, when I checked every room in the office, there was nobody else. One evening, I had to run out of there, because all the cameras in the room began pointing towards me. It was so creepy. But even at home, I didn't feel safe. I would lay awake at night just listening to the noises because I felt like someone was following me. One time, I swear I heard a camera click, but when I looked outside my window, there was nothing. Just an owl sitting on a tree. Some days, I would wear dark sunglasses, wear hats, and the most boring of jackets just to blend into the crowd and avoid someone following me or recognizing me. Once, I could have sworn I caught someone with a camera following me, and that was when I began having my theories. I'd always wondered why I felt so special, why my life was like a movie, like it was all fake. And then I realized.
It is. My life is probably a movie, and that was why there were cameras following me. Another theory I had was that the government was watching me. It kept me up at night. They probably know that I was hacking into their systems for our company, and I was so scared that they'd one day jump out of the bushes and arrest me. My last theory was a bit more far-fetched, but if it wasn't either of the first two, I thought it would be that. I theorized that I was living in a simulation. It was probably why things felt too easy, and maybe that door at the back of the office was a glitch. People kept going in, but they never came out. And then there was Elaine's office. I knew that glass panel was a two-way mirror. I could tell. So one random day, I decided to find out for myself. What was in her office? Was it just a normal office? Was it a producer's room for my life's movie? Were the government agents hiding there? Or was it just a bunch of wires supporting our simulation life? All I knew is that that secretive room had all the answers. So I got up from my desk and opened the door. My colleagues all stood up at the same time and tried to stop me, but it was too late. In that room was Elaine. There were hundreds of monitors. The largest of them showed my empty desk. There were at least 20 of them showing various areas of my house. One of them was walking through a crowded street. Another was just outside the Chinese restaurant. I, I knew it. They were producing the movie of my life. I was so ready to blurt it out when Elaine panicked and confessed to everything. I... I'm so sorry. I brought you here because I have a huge crush on you. I... I wanted to know your every move. But I couldn't bring up the courage to tell you. I've been watching you since we met on that hackathon five years ago. I'm calling the cops. Please, please don't. It's all my fault. But please, I'll lose my job. Finally, I had something to bargain with. I'd wanted to know what that door at the end of the hall was, and Elaine finally confessed. Our agency was fake. The door at the end of the hall was the entrance to a secret government facility. They enter at the door and come out of a tunnel two blocks away. And all this time, I had been working as a spy. No wonder I was earning so much. Elaine was my handler, and after that day, she finally took me through that door. And I became a real spy. Now, Elaine and I work on international cases. I still catch her watching me sometimes, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Especially now that she's my girlfriend. Ever since I was in high school, I wanted to start my own business. The idea of becoming the boss of my own company and managing a group of employees under me really fascinated me. When I told this to my dad, he looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Ethan, just focus on your studies and find a proper job. You already know that we can't afford to invest in some risky business. He shook his head. It's already hard enough to pay for your school. I never asked you to invest, Dad. I told him. I've done some research, and I think I can take out a loan, and... You'll do no such thing! Dad suddenly interrupted me. We're already under a huge debt. Don't make things worse. That was the end of the conversation. It was clear that my family wasn't going to support me in my decision. So, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I only had a meager amount of savings with me, which I used to rent a small room in a shady part of the city. And obviously, I didn't have money for college, so that was out of the question. But I wasn't going to give up on my dream. I spent about two weeks in my cramped room, forming a business plan and presentation. I was confident about my ideas. Now, I just had to impress the bank manager and take out a loan to get started. I was stopped at the entrance of the bank by the security guard. He measured me from head to toe, narrowing his eyes at my clothes. This isn't a place for homeless people. Eh, go back, he sneered. I excuse me? I glared at him. Is that how you talk to your customers? I'm here for some work. He blocked my way and started arguing with me. Just then, a man wearing a crisp black suit stepped out of the bank. My eyes fell on his ID card. He was the bank manager, Daniel. What's going on? What's all this ruckus? Daniel frowned and then took in my appearance. What's with those filthy clothes? Who allowed you to come here? I was shocked at his tone. Um, I'm sorry, but how does my coming here relate to my clothes? I'm just a regular customer of this bank, and I wanted to take out a loan for my business. I made a detailed proposal and wanted to discuss it with you. Daniel started laughing. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Customer of this bank? I bet you don't even have a single penny in your account. That was true, but he didn't have to humiliate me for it. Who the heck made this rude guy the bank manager? He snatched the papers containing the business details from my hand and tossed them in the dustbin. I froze in my spot, unable to form words. Stop wasting my time, he yawned. This bank is no place for illiterates like you. The security guard started dragging me away from the entrance. My body was trembling with rage. You're going to regret this! I yelled at Daniel. I'll come back again and get you kicked out of here! Then we'll see who's the real illiterate one here! He just rolled his eyes. Yeah, 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 keep dreaming! I got back home and fell into despair. What happened at the bank was something I could never have anticipated. That guy not only insulted me, but also belittled my dreams. I was feeling hopeless and defeated. When my doorbell suddenly rang. That was weird. I never get visitors. I opened to find two women standing in front of me. Um, hi, I'm Jessica. Daniel's wife and this is my daughter, Bella. The older lady introduced while pointing toward her daughter. I crossed my arms across my chest. What? Did Daniel send you to ridicule me further? Go ahead and make fun of my living conditions. I want to see what you come up with. Oh no, please don't lump me together with that loser. Bella made a face. I'm already ashamed to be related to him. Huh? Was she being serious? We saw everything that happened at the bank, Jessica said sadly. I'm really sorry about Daniel. I must have been really out of my mind when I fell in love with that man. Seriously, Mom? Bella sighed, touching my arm. You should have chosen someone like Ethan. He's so cool and composed, not to mention insanely smart. Jessica smiled. Well, I can always choose him now. My eyes widened. Uh, just what was going on? Both of them started laughing when they saw how puzzled I was. Sorry to confuse you. I was talking about your business proposal. Jessica waved some papers in front of me. Bella and I picked it out from the trash, and it was definitely worth it. This is a genius plan. We're interested in investing. My jaw dropped. Uh, wait, what? You mean you want to fund my startup? Yes, Ethan. Bella nodded, coming closer to me. We really like your ideas. And I think it's going to be successful. If funding is the problem, then leave it to us. Could this day get any more bizarre? First, I was kicked out by the bank manager, and now his wife and daughter wanted to help me? Well, I wasn't complaining. It's not like I had anything to lose, so I thanked them and agreed to their suggestion. And within the next few days, I had my own office in front of the very same bank that had refused my entry. Bella and Jessica may have helped me with it, but I was still very careful not to waste a single penny. My lifestyle hadn't changed. I was surviving on instant noodles and wearing rag-like clothes. Any and every profit that I made from my business was reinvested back into it. Of course, my work didn't go unnoticed by Daniel. Him and his stupid colleagues were obsessed with me. Yeah. Obsessed is the right word for it. They couldn't just leave me alone. They made it a point to stop by my office every day and make sarcastic comments in front of my clients and customers. Thankfully for me, my clients had brains and didn't pay attention to them. One day, they played a really humiliating prank on me. I came to my office and was bathed with dirty sewage water as soon as I opened the door. I heard loud laughter and looked up to find Daniel and his friends watching me and clicking pictures on their phone. Would you look at that? Is that a new trend among homeless people these days? Daniel sneered. <laughs> your childishness makes me believe that you're back in 8th grade, Daniel. I smirked. Make sure you take your lessons properly this time. Don't want you growing into an illiterate and immature adult again. Daniel fisted his hands, looking embarrassed as his colleagues snickered at him. But how dare you? Do you think you can- Tad, stop this nonsense! 
Bella came rushing to my side and gasped when she saw my state. Bella? Uh, what are you doing here? Daniel asked in surprise. I'm here to see Ethan, she replied angrily. I can't believe I just witnessed you pulling pranks on a guy who's like half your age. Are you really that insecure? Uh, 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 what? Daniel's eyes flashed. How can you take his side? I'm your dad! I wish you weren't! Bella yelled at him and I felt sorry for her. I glanced around and noticed Jessica standing in a corner and watching everything silently. She seemed to be equally mad, but her eyes were glued onto Bella's hand that was holding mine. Why did she seem... jealous? Maybe I was just imagining things. I see now! You've been using my daughter's kindness for this crappy business of yours! Daniel glared at me. No matter what you do, you'll never be worthy of her! Don't even get any funny ideas in your head! Shut up! You have no right to say that! Bella intervened. Daniel just huffed and walked away, his minions following after him. Bella turned to me with sad eyes. I'm so sorry, Ethan. You don't deserve to be treated this way. It's fine. It's not your fault anyway. You've already done a lot for me, and I'm really grateful. I can't wait until the day I can pay you back. Bella opened her mouth to protest, but was interrupted by Jessica, who came and just hugged me without warning. Whoa! I'm really dirty right now! I exclaimed. I don't care! Let me just have this moment, Ethan! Jessica sobbed. I'm feeling so ashamed on my husband's behalf! Bella pulled her away from me. Mom, are you crazy? Go and talk to your husband if you're that concerned. Leave Ethan alone. Jessica frowned. You're still a kid, Bella. Stay out of this. I watched the two of them in shock as they argued back and forth. Why did it feel like they were competing over me? Whatever. Jessica turned away from Bella and handed me a business card. This is the bank director's contact. He's a really good man. You should talk to him. After she left, Bella grabbed my hand. Ethan? I'm not as influential as my mom, and I can't do much to help you. But I really like you. Will you go out with me? I'd understand if you want to say no. Why would I say no, silly? I smiled and shook my head. I like you too, Bella. And no, it's not because you're helping me or because you're rich. I like you as a person. It'd be a pleasure to date you. That's how Bella and I started dating. Jessica didn't seem very pleased with this and tried to always cause a rift between us. But I ignored her and focused on my business, which had really taken off within a matter of weeks. I was now rich enough to live in a bungalow, wear branded clothes, and drive a Lambo. People were queuing up in front of my workspace for job interviews. The same bank employees who used to mock me were now jealously eyeing my Lambo. Some even applied for a job in my company, but of course I had no use for jerks like them. Now there was only one thing left to do. Meeting the bank director with a very special business proposal, I entered the bank, only to come face to face with Daniel again. Who let you in? You won't get any loan from this bank! He shrieked. Security! Throw him out! I'm here to meet the director, I said calmly. This world doesn't revolve around you. Get out of my way. But he didn't listen. Once again, the security guard dragged me out. My employees were enraged to see this and started a massive protest rally right outside the bank. Daniel's face went pale. I bet he wasn't expecting this. The media arrived to cover the protest, and moments later, the director arrived too. He immediately walked up to me and escorted me inside. Daniel was sweating buckets at this point. My meeting with the director was not about getting a loan, but rather, I wanted a stake in the bank. Everything went smoothly, and I was able to sign the deal. Everyone was summoned inside, and the director announced me as the majority shareholder. And so the power to take decisions is with Mr. Ethan, he told everyone. And I almost laughed out loud when I saw Daniel's face. He knew he was doomed. This bank will now work on providing loans to young entrepreneurs. And we want employees who recognize talent. And you? I pointed at Daniel. You're fired. 
and so are your minions. What? You can't do this, he protested. He can, and he did, Bella said, coming to my side and flaunting her engagement ring to the crowd. What do you think now, Dad? Isn't he very worthy of me? She let out a sarcastic smile. Daniel was speechless. Just then, there was a loud shriek and Jessica emerged from the crowd, looking frustrated and angry. And I'm leaving you, you sorry excuse of a human! She tossed the divorce papers at his face. I couldn't help but recall the day I had first met him. I told him he'd regret it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.